How's it going, lovebirds? This is episode 13 of the Good Relationships Podcast. Today on the show, I have Mr. James McNabb. How are you doing today? Oh, not too bad, not too bad. You know, I want to appreciate you for coming on. I know we got a, a really special uh, topic today. Yeah, we 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 actually, this will be our, our first in-depth conversation we've actually had. It'll be live <laughs> on the air right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and just to clarify the topic today is symptoms of a toxic relationship, symptoms of a toxic relationship. So there, there you have it. And you know how we do, we go straight into the topic. So the first question I want to ask you, James, is this, how do you recognize that you're in a toxic relationship? What symptoms do you, you feel like you would see or feel if you're going through that? Well, first, uh, the first thing that uh, I, I read up a, a little bit on this subject, and usually people can hold a certain persona for about ninety days. Is what 90 they say days. about ninety <laughs> days is how is about how long you can fake it until <laughs> until your true colors start showing. But um, the symptoms that I would look for is a roller coaster, just okay. extreme highs, extreme lows, and you don't really have any of those middle of the road experiences where you know everything is just fine it's either completely good or it's just completely hectic so i would say that that would be the main thing is when you know you ask somebody how the relationship's going and they say really 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 good and then the very next day oh man it's going terrible you know it's just one of those things that it's so up and down that you don't really have a plateau moment where you can just relax so what it does is it actually just drains you the whole entire time so i think that uh along with being on the roller coaster uh subject i would say that it drains you you know being in that toxic relationship you just constantly feel like you're exhausting all of your energy into this and you never know exactly where you stand because you don't know if you're climbing up and you're going to get dropped right back down <laughs> or you know so that's that would basically be, I would say, the, the 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 symptoms that would occur after you know your your honeymoon phase. Like I said, you know okay. the first first couple months of a relationship are usually pretty easy. Okay. You know, and usually you'll know what kind of relationship you get into. Usually, uh, what people say, oh, we got into our first big fight. You know, you've heard that before. Right. And then how you deal with that from there, I think, is what dictates whether it's going to get toxic. Or whether you guys are actually building a relationship. Could you could you go a little bit more into that that first fight experience? Like, how do you know from that moment you said that it could go to become like more toxic or not? Like, what should people look for? Uh, see, what I would look for is when you go into your first argument, are you guys looking to place blame on each other, or are you guys actually looking for a solution to the problem? Mm. So if you're actually looking for a solution to the problem, that's, you know, you moving forward in a relationship. But if you get into, say, that first big fight and the only thing that you're trying to do is win and, you know, pin it on somebody else, you know, be passive aggressive to where you say, oh, OK, well, I didn't do anything wrong. So if you don't see it this way, then, you know, then that just means that you're not willing to work on that relationship. And, you know, from that period if that's your first fight where they're pinning all the blame on you, mm -hmm. it's you, I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's usually a pretty clear indicator that 
if you're not working towards a solution and you're just trying to win. Okay. Okay. So that's what that, that that that's that's what I would say is don't 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 look to win an argument because if you're in a relationship with somebody once you if you're trying to win you're trying to establish dominance. Okay. Yeah, that's you. And you're not you, you know you're not on an equal playing field like you should. Mm. So that's that, that 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 that's what I would say there is just don't look to win because there is no winner even if you do win. I mean that just makes them feel like less of a person. And it puts you on more of a pedestal. Right. And it shouldn't be the main objective of your fight is for you to come out ahead. It mm-hmm. should be for both of you guys to come out stronger. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would say what you look for in that first fight is whether they're willing to look for solutions, whether they're willing to take accountability. Because you know, if there is no if if there's no accountability and it's all on you from the first fight, then you're, it's, it it might not like I said, it's not impossible. It's not impossible. It's just your first fight. But right, right. That's pretty. It's 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 a pretty clear indicator from there that it's 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 gonna go south. I would say. So uh, so let's say people they get to that first fight and they're like, okay, this didn't go good. This person trampled all over me. They blamed everything on me. What would you say their next step would be if they now listen to the podcast and they're like, I know that this could lead into being a toxic relationship. How would you say someone should end it right there? Um, If they wanted to end it right there, what they would need to do is they would have to come out and they would have to say that. I mean, there's just some things that you can't just keep bottled into yourself to where, you know, that you're, you're constantly just compressing all this negative energy inside you have to let that out and let them know, hey, this is how I feel. This is going. I feel that you're trying to pin everything on me. You're not taking anything accountable. And you you break things off that way by telling them exactly what you think. Because you don't need to lie to anybody. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they, what, one of the sayings is lies lead to more lies is what it is. And what you'll see is... Um, well, what I see in a, in a lot of these types of relationships is when you get into this fight, they won't address it, but it'll get swept under the rug. Mm-hmm. So instead of, so, you know, instead of the war being over with, what you do is you just call a ceasefire. So then you're kind of all right. And then when you get into the next fight, then it's actually just a continuation of the first one. Mm-hmm. So you're just piling problem on top of problem on top of problem because you haven't even addressed the first one. So, the longer that you wait to address these situations, the more toxic everything is going to get. So, that's why I would say, even if it's just your first fight, and you do feel this way, and you say you're listening to us right now, and that's the way that you feel right now, you need to address that immediately. If, if you think that you want to continue further on with this relationship, then that's what you need to do. So, you need to say, hey, I think this is a symptom, uh, a symptom of toxicity. Mm-hmm. And... Mm-hmm. If they can't, you know, step up to the plate and say anything, and if they keep saying, oh, you're overthinking this, this, that, and the other, then that's probably your, you know, your main clue right there that right. You're, you're on the right track. You're making the right decision. But always address it. Address it for sure. That's what I've learned because I've, I've been in toxic relationships where things don't get addressed. And then I'll, well, it, it's almost like we both get so exhausted from arguing that we just stop, but we don't 
we, we don't come to a solution. You know, you're just, you're just kind of at that point to where you're like, man, I'm just, I'm just tired of arguing. I'm tired of arguing, but you don't address it and you guys don't break up. You don't go your separate ways. You don't come to a solution and then everything's all right. And then you kind of feel like it's all right. Cause you're like, I think they're in the same spot. Like they just don't want to argue, but it's, it's, it's inevitable. The next fight is going to pile on top of that last one because there was no resolution to it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know if I'm getting off topic here, but yeah, the Not question yet. is when you go to, uh, when you address that, uh, the, the first fight and you want to get out, just make sure that you lay out the reason, the real reason why you're trying to get out of this. And if, you know, if the other person is actually willing to take accountability for it and they say, Hey, I had no idea that you felt this way and you work through that, that's you get into that solution. Mm-hmm. So maybe you just didn't address it right. You know what I mean? Cause the first fight is the first fight. You don't know how the other person's defense mechanism works or anything like that. So that's something that you're both going into that you're not really sure of. So I would say before you completely break it off, at least address the issue. Yeah. So I would go with that. Okay. Man, that's that's really solid. And it, it sounds like, I mean, something that people should really do is use that first fight as an indicator or as an example of how the rest of the relationship can go just based off a person's defense mechanisms or how they address the situation. And, you know, after that, even if you are feeling like it could lead to toxic, uh, something toxic, just be honest and communicate with them, like, all of your feelings right there so that you have, like, a chance of saving it or a chance to see if they're really willing to sympathize with you. Right, so, right. Yeah, no, that, right. that's real good. So, and, you know, back to the symptoms, you said that being drained is a symptom. So what does it feel like to be drained, like constantly drained by someone that you're in a relationship with? Uh, so what does that look like? Uh, the, the, what, what it looks like to me when, when you're feeling drained and exhausted is because you're constantly trying to chase something. Okay. You're constantly trying to feel good about something. And in the back of your mind, you know, there, there, there are stupid things that we do. And we know in the back of our mind that it, we shouldn't be doing it. Mm-hmm. but we want it so bad that we just keep going for it. Even though we have that, you know, that red flag in the back of our mind, Hey, you know, this is exhausting. you. This is draining you. This is taking everything out of you. But that kind of goes back to the whole roller coaster things. Cause since you've experienced that peak, that high, mm-hmm. you want to think that that's what the real relationship is, is that peak, that high. So you're constantly chasing something that's only going to be there for a moment. Mm. So there's not a solid foundation, but since you've actually experienced a good part of the relationship, that's something that clicks in your mind. That, oh, well, you know, that we did have that good moment, and that was really good. And you're just, you're constantly chasing something that was temporary. So you're not building, you know, you, you know you're not establishing, uh, you know, the fundamentals of a good relationship. And another thing that I kind of want to point out here. With uh, toxic relationships that, that um, I would say to look for too is look at the other relationships they have in their life. Mm, that's good. You know, the, if, they, if, 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 if they have drama with their friends, if they have drama with their family, if they have drama with their coworkers, if, they have, if they're the common denominator in all this, <laughs> in all this drama, 
Right. You know, chances are that they are part of the drama. And some people do that. that they get addicted to the drama. So when things start going well for them, mm-hmm. they resort back to the drama because they don't even know how to handle things being well. So that's one thing that people, I, th- I want to say it's, uh, th- they overlook that because, you know, it, they say, hey, well, you know, that's her and her sister or her and her co-worker or him and his brother. That's him and his mom. That, But if they have these toxic relationships with everybody else in their life, you know, there's a good chance that, that you're going to just be another toxic relationship mm-hmm. in that person's life. And it could be to where their relationships and their lives are draining you because they're constantly, you know, let's just say they're constantly victimizing themselves. Okay. You know, say, oh, well, this person treats me like this. This coworker's like that. Um, you know, we've never had a relationship. They did this to me. And then you start to feel sorry for them. And then if your relationship starts going sour, then they start putting that in your mind almost that, oh, well, everybody treats them like that, so maybe I need to treat them better, and then they would actually be a better person, you know, because everybody else in their life is causing them drama. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one of the one of the biggest things that people overlook is they don't actually examine what's going on in that person's life as a whole. Right. They're only concentrated on them to, you know, their, their two relationship, which should be, you know, Obviously, the driving factor of you being in a relationship with a person is your guys' relationship. Yep. But if everything that's going around them is completely hectic, you can't expect everything to be calm just because you entered the situation. Right. So that's uh, that, you know that that is one of the things that I wanted to point out that uh, that, that that I feel that people either they either they overlook it or they just don't see the impact of it until, you know, even to this day, there could be somebody out there that it just clicked for them right now. Oh, you know, oh my gosh. Uh, right. You know, <laughs> the, the, this person, that, I was, that was, that was their whole life, you know? And that was just one of those things that when I started to think about it, it's not just a relationship with you. Cause you know, with your significant other, obviously, you guys have a, a different relationship. You're supposed to have a close bond. But when you have bad friendships, bad relationships with your coworker, mm-hmm. bad relationships with your family, that's not setting a precedent for you to have a good relationship with somebody else. Right. So, I mean, I'm not I'm I'm not saying there aren't people that do have situations to where they have of uh, you know, a bad family member in their life that does dream about that does happen. You know, that does happen. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. That does happen. Or they do have a coworker that's, you know, a really abrasive kind of aggressive person that does happen. But if it's everywhere, you, at, at, at some point you got to be accountable for right. that. You know, they may be the problem. Right. Right. So that's, that, that's one of the things that I, I really wanted to, uh, you know, to hammer in here before I got too far is just, Look at everything as a whole. Okay. Okay. So. So, um, what about physical symptoms? Do you feel like being in a toxic relationship can lead to having some physical symptoms? Um, are you talking about abuse, or uh, are you more, talking more so like? I mean, yeah, I guess that'd be a pretty 
you know, obvious indicator that mm-hmm. you're probably not in the best relationship or, and I also meant just like a, you know, mental stress to where, like I've, me personally, there was a point where I was in a relationship and it, it got to the point where my hair was falling out because I was wow. so, yeah, I was so like stressed out. And I know that people listen, listening to this can, can agree with that. Like I've heard, I've talked to most, multiple people that are like, wow, yeah, I'm losing my hair. Mm-hmm. I'm just feeling down. I don't really want to do anything, but uh, sleep all day because, you know, it really gets to you emotionally. Yeah. And then you got people who may like gain weight, a ton of weight or lose a ton of weight or stop eating or start smoking, you know, smoking a lot or drinking a lot. Like it may lead to so many other things. So I was wondering if you know, if you have any like, um, physical symptoms that you'd like to talk about like that you are aware of well i know that uh when it comes to those the, the those type of physical symptoms uh if you're starting to abuse substances mm-hmm. if your hair is starting to fall out or anything like that those uh are what i see those are actually tools that get used against you because that person knows you are so far down. They know that they have that much control over you that they're the only person that can bring you back up. Mm. So if they're using their power to hold you down, which is another establishing dominance type thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a form of mental abuse. I mean, the a physical abuse is obvious. I mean, that's that's awful. If you're in a physically abusive relationship, get away from it. Don't try to justify it. It didn't happen just one time. Get away. Right. Don't don't get me wrong there. Right. You know what I mean. But when it comes to mental abuse, I think people, they, they, you know, people have moments of clarity. Yeah. And when you're starting to lose your hair, that was probably a moment of clarity. But before that, it it, it took you a while to get to lose your hair. Right. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just you guys got into one fight. It was bad. And things just haven't been going. I mean, when you get to that point where you're abusing substances, you're starting to smoke, you're losing your hair, everything like that, that's, uh, I would say, a clear indicator that there is a a mental warfare Mm -hmm. going Mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. And I feel that if another person is in a relationship with you that can watch watch you go through all of this, knowing that they're either a main cause of it or they might not even think they're the main cause of it they might right. you know some people just don't they're, they're always victims like i said the people always victimize themselves but there are those people that they want that dominance they look at you and they see your hair falling out and they think to themselves got him mm-hmm. i got him mm-hmm. because i know if i can get him all the way down to the point to where his hair is falling out he's drinking and he's smoking mm-hmm that and he still didn't leave me mm-hmm. i can do whatever i want exactly i can bring him right back up to par i can make him feel real good about himself and then right when he's feeling good about himself i can pull the rug right from underneath him again. all over again man that's 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 tough man i know there's a lot of people going through that right now yeah yeah and the, i think that's what it is is a lot of people they know what kind of power they hold over people and instead of using that for good because in a relationship you have to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. you have to let that person know how you feel and if a person uses your feelings to constantly degrade you or they know that they are the driving factor 
of why you're doing so bad and they still don't try to bring you back up, it's it's definitely time to leave. I mean, it's past time. You should, like you said, I mean, <laughs> right. if my if my hair starts falling out from my relationship and I don't leave, then that means I need to have other relationships in my life to where people need to say, hey, get out. Exactly. You know, <laughs> and that might be another driving factor in toxic relationships too is that you don't have other people in your life that will tell you the truth maybe you have a bunch of yes men in your camp that when you call them you just say hey man uh i'm having problems with her you know she's over here just blaming me for everything and then they just agree with you the whole entire time and then they'll just say oh well you know if you gotta leave you gotta leave but they're not really a driving force where they call you and they say hey wake up this is what's happening this is what's going on with you your hair is falling out Mm -hmm. you know you're drinking too Mm -hmm. much Mm -hmm. people don't call you out on that yeah, they, they want to just, I mean, and, it, and it's it's understandable when you want to be the good friend. You're like, yeah. yeah, let me just say yes to everything. I know that they've gone through this before. They'll get through it. It's none of my business. But you're right. You know, you some people need to be the friend that is just completely blunt and honest to where they're like, hey, look, you can't see this because you're on the inside, but I'm on the outside and you're suffering. And, you know, you're you're. You're going through all of these things, and I don't like you. I don't like seeing you go through this. So I want to tell you this, as your friend, because I love you, and I'm hoping that you understand it enough to get, either get out of this relationship or verbalize this stuff yourself to make a, a real change in it. Right. So, so I don't. I don't know. <clears throat> it, the only tough thing is, and maybe you, you can, you know, elaborate on this too. Is there's people that you can even tell that stuff too and say hey you're in a toxic relationship and they they are aware of it now and they still don't want to get out so how would you you know address that for people who are in that and kind of just blind to the situation uh the 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 way that i look at this is uh my dad always used to tell me he said you you can't help somebody more than they're willing to help themselves Mm -hmm. so Yes, you do need those friends that are going to address that to you, but there's going to get but they're going to get to a point where if they don't if they don't accept your advice, then it's just going to become detrimental to your relationship, and they're going to resent you for keeping on you know for keep pointing this out, and then eventually they turn it around on you. I've seen that happen to where the, oh well, you know they're just trying to get me to break up with this person, or else that person will point that out to them and say hey, you know this. This friend of yours, he's just trying to break us up. Mm-hmm. That's all there's to it. And sometimes that makes the toxic relationship, the bond even stronger. Because you got that, that guy that is constantly... So there is the, the, there is a line that you have to have there. Don't get me wrong. You can't constantly, every conversation you have with somebody, say, hey, stop being an idiot. You know what I mean? Right. Even though you'd like to. Don't get me wrong. I have some friends where I'm... you know, I just want to look at him and be like, come on, man. This has been going... But... You still need to be there for them when they're going through their issues. So don't don't abandon them. But then again, I wouldn't make that the main focal point every time. Get your point across, for sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely get your point across. And don't just dance around and say, look, you know what I mean? Just be a real friend and tell them real things. Tell them exactly what you think. But you can't just keep saying it and keep saying it and keep saying it. And eventually... 
if they're not taking your advice, you just got to back off. Yeah. You really do. Because then all it's going to do is just hurt your friendship with them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you, they, you, you know, it's, 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 they have that saying, what, tough love? Yep. And sometimes it, and it sucks. Sometimes you just have to see people fall completely on their face before the, before they'll realize it. But if you have, have at least addressed what you've seen with them, then you can at least feel better about it, knowing that you didn't just sit back and talk about them with other people. Because that's what a lot of people will do, is they'll, they, they won't address these things with you, but then they'll talk about you behind your back to all your other friends, say, oh, yeah, man, their, their relationship's crazy, this, that, and the other. They need to be talking to you about that. Mm-hmm. But, like I said, once you get that main point across, I mean, it's, and, and it, it's a hard thing to address because you don't, you don't want to come. You, you don't want to come off too harsh, but then again, you don't want to come off so soft that they don't. That you know they kind of just brush you off either. So there is that fine line of, am, am I actually helping, helping him out? Am I actually saying the right things? Am I, even making an impact? So I mean, I guess the way that they react to you is going to tell you how deep they are into this also. Mm. Because if they're... What, what a lot of people do is they make excuses for other people. Because that's just, you know, that, 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 that's, just how, that, that's just how you are. I've, I've, I've seen it happen all the time. Well, well, the, this guy, he's aggressive. He's combative. He's this. Oh, well, he's a real nice guy too, though. You know, we have these excuses that we make for people mm-hmm, all the mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you my advice, but it's up to you to take it. Mm-hmm. So that's just, it, it, it is one of those fine lines, though. How often do you talk about it? Right. How often am I supposed to keep bringing this up? How, and, and, am I helping or am I driving them back into their arms? I mean, that's just one of those things. I mm-hmm. guess you have to know um your limits and how good of a friend they are and how much they actually you know how much they actually take any type of correction how open-minded are they to even what you say right because if you point something out like that to them where you're actually caring about them and they don't take that advice that might mean that they're not as good of a friend as you thought they were to begin with because i know with you know with, with, with my best friends i'll tell them you know, point point blank. Hey, this is exactly what I think, and they they'll either take my advice, or they won't. But I don't just keep pounding it because I've seen it backfire on me, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I've seen it to where I've lost friendships because you just constantly are saying things about the whole about their way of life, and then they take that a completely different way to where you they they take it as not constructive criticism anymore now he's just criticizing period Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i would say the very first time that you uh that that you do address it you need to address it sincerely because if you just say a little bit here a little bit there it just kind of seems like you're you know for some people it just seems like you're kind of nagging you know you're just kind of picking at him a little bit here and a little bit there right but if you sincerely have that foundation of hey this is what i saw i mean that that right there should tell you how how good your relationship is with them and how strong their bond is with this other person yeah that makes sense i mean 
I know that some people get like completely love struck, and yeah. then if someone tries to talk to them, they're like, "Yeah, you don't, you don't know, you don't know this person, and you should just stay out of my relationship." And then you got the friend who's constantly worrying about this person, and then they start getting stressed out over it. But it sounds like you I mean you have the right answer. They should just step away if they're not willing to, you know, be open minded to that advice and you know just let them learn that lesson. And it seems like that's how a lot of people learn best, or it's just kind of like the best way for them to learn and to actually get it. It's just to go through that relationship and, you know, take those, I don't want to say beatings, but like take those like um, lessons and, and keep taking them until you actually, you know, have it ingrained in you enough to either leave or to start looking towards a different kind of guy or a different kind of girl that actually suits you better, that'll actually treat you right. And then you don't have to have your friends so worried. And I mean, I see it as like, if you go through that stuff and you're feeling like you're going through such a negative relationship, a negative experience, if you go through it and you learn something from it, that's your way to help out your friend. Like that's your way to help out somebody else. So it, I don't think people are crazy. I don't think your friends are crazy when they're coming to you to tell you that this person is not treating you right, like there is something wrong. You're not yourself. You're suffering. You're different. You're this, that, and whatnot because they've known you longer than that person. Not sure. Sure. You know, they've, known, they, they've seen you happy before, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. So they would know if someone is amplifying that happiness or not. Or if they're bringing that, that light out of you. So, right. I mean, I think you're right. Friends should definitely be used as a good indicator if you're in a toxic relationship. And one of the things is, is uh, you know, with uh, with our friends too, is if they've seen us in a, toxic, uh, in a toxic relationship and we've been through it, you know, that's anecdotal, you know, it's with the, the, this is what you went through with your girlfriend. This isn't what I'm going through with my girlfriend. So mm-hmm. they think, oh, well, he's the one that was in bad relationships before. And instead of taking your advice, they just think, oh, well, he just messes up his relationships. But actually, you know, failure is the best teacher. Mm-hmm. Everybody, I mean, and and anybody who's smart, you you gotta learn from your failures. Mm-hmm. You don't just, mm-hmm. you got you know, you gotta lick your wounds and f- f- figure it out from there. Mm-hmm. Anybody who's never failed before is usually just a miserable person that blames everybody else, mm-hmm. and you know they none of their failures are their are, are their fault. They shouldn't have to change. Uh, this the this was against them in life. I mean, you at, at some point you have to take responsibility, and if you don't take responsibility and you don't learn from those failures, like you were saying, then you're not. The, the, what what are you getting from that? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. What are the chances that you're going to get into another relationship just like that? I would say they're pretty high. Yeah. If you didn't learn anything from the last relationship then I would say you're probably going to gravitate towards the same type of relationship. Yeah, over and over and over and over and over until you learn that lesson. Because you're going to see, you're going to look for the same qualities because when you're in that toxic relationship, we were talking about that high, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you're still going to look for that same high. Yep. And you might not have that with a person right away. And usually when you're, you know, those people that say, oh, it's love at first sight, it's love at first sight, it's love at first sight. If I... I kind of stay hesitant 
to people that want to fall in love right away. Mm. Because what they're you know, a lot of people what they'll do is uh, another thing is uh, an, another symptom that we'll bring up here is if somebody else is lowering your standards. If you started dating somebody and let's just say you wanted somebody who we'll just go with something easy they didn't smoke or they didn't drink or anything like that and they put on that persona you know that 90 day persona we're talking about 90 day persona and, and then you know then they start smoking and then they start drinking and things start going a little bit south but then you start lowering your standards a little bit because you start to accept it yeah, a little bit because at the very beginning of the relationship you know you're sitting there and you're on that high the high you're looking for you know because what, what's that in your mind you get dopamine Whenever you have that high in your mind about that, you're just mm-hmm. constantly searching for that, mm-hmm. which is another thing that they link to, like, social media. You know, how many people like me, this, that, and the other. It's a dopamine in your head that it releases. Mm-hmm. And it's just about as much of an adrenaline rush as doing, you know, bungee jumping, roller coasters, this, that, and the other. But when they're starting to lower your standards, then that's something that you should definitely be aware of that where was where was I at at the beginning of the relationship and what have I come to accept because you should accept people for some of their faults because not everybody's going to be perfect you know that you have that that person that's looking for the perfect list and they want to check off every little box that they have and they'll never find that perfect person mm-hmm. well they're just as miserable as the person that's in a toxic relationship to begin with because they're trying to put standards of a perfect person on there. And whatever box didn't check right there, well, then they'll just scrap that relationship. So there are some things you need to accept about people. I get that. But when you actually have, um, say, a foundation of standards, that there, there, there are some things you should be uncompromising on, as, which would be, you know, cheating. You know, those are big ones. Cheating, beating. Yeah. Thing. Things like that, those should be easy ones, but I mean, when you should have uncompromising, you know, a foundation of what you're looking for, some key elements there that you don't compromise on. Like, I can compromise on somebody that annoys me by doing a little action, and I'm, I'm trying to think of an example, but I can't right now. Like a, like a, corny laugh yeah or something like that you know you some some something yeah corny laugh or bad jokes or you know things like that and then you know you can accept things like that (laughs) that doesn't affect your life you're just kind of like oh man they're telling something like this again really you know but when somebody is to the point to where you're like "Uh, i'm in a relationship where you know i didn't want a person that was going to be a constant party or a person that was going to be a smoker. I didn't want a person that was going to drain me like this. And they start to lower your standards to where you'll accept more. Mm. That's toxic. Accepting somebody's corny laugh is not going to make me have a bad day. Yeah. <laughs> it might, like I said, it might be in your mind and it might just be a little pet peeve you have or something like that. Or the way somebody eats even or... You know, you have that that girlfriend. You guys can't ever figure out a place to go somewhere to eat, and she never she, she can never choose anything. You know that might be little stuff where that'll get under your skin, but is that going to ruin your day? Right. Is that ruining who you are? Is that making it? Is that is that uh, questioning your morals? No, it's not. 
Those are little things. But if you're getting with somebody that is doing drugs, they're beating, they're cheating, or you have to constantly worry if they're cheating or what they're doing with their time. Now that's starting to dig into your morals. Mm-hmm. And once you start compromising on your morals, what are you not willing to compromise on? Because once they shake up a little things, it's 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 just like what a person will do is nobody goes into a relationship and full-fledged just pours out exactly who they are in a week. They chip away at you little by little. But what kind of chips are they taking? Are they taking little pet peeves like their laugh? Okay, and I've learned to accept laugh. Are they taking the, oh, well, they're kind of indecisive about what we want to go do on our dates? Or is it they're constantly making fun of me? They're constantly degrading me. They're constantly making me feel like I'm not good enough. They're Mm -hmm. constantly draining me. These are two different, you know, those are two different styles right there. And it's it's all got to be, what are you willing to accept? Right. How much do you respect yourself? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's what, that, 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 that would be one of the things that when you're going into a relationship, I would say that you need to have. You need to have some things you're not willing to compromise on that are going to change who you are and who you want to be. Yep. And I would stick to those. If they start digging into those core values right there, then that's a pretty good sign. It's you know that this isn't going to work out. Yeah, and and I agree with you. I mean, you shouldn't have to worry about a person when you're not with them. You should you should have a pretty good. You know, first off, you should have enough self love and you know loving respect for yourself to be so focused on your life and growing yourself that. You don't necessarily have to worry about another person because hopefully that you, you hopefully you get with someone that's doing the same thing that has that same self respect and self love and they don't necessarily need you to kind of like cater to them all the time. Sure. You know, one and then you know, two. Hopefully, you're able to, you know, recognize right off the bat that you deserve those things, like you said on that list, those non negotiables. And if they try to cut into those things that are your morals, you should let those go because there are so many people in this world. There are so many people in this world and you only really need to find that one person. Sure. You know, like your odds are actually, you know, people don't really think about the odds. It's like there's so many people you you don't necessarily have to look. You just have Mm -hmm. to love yourself and be just just be you. And you're going to stumble across that person, the person that the people who are listening to this right now who are married or in relationships right now, you didn't necessarily go look for that person. It just happened because you guys are both at the right place at the right time. And it just goes back to timing. And they just so happen to fit what you were looking for in that moment. So hopefully you have that self-respect in yourself to give yourself that kind of person because you only get one. You only get that one person that is truly going to, I mean, maybe you have one or two. I don't know what your relationship is like, but, Mm -hmm. you know, the goal is to find one person that can love and cherish you for the rest of your life and spend this one life that you have with them. So, yeah. 
that there's a, and, and, and that's just it is that people will get themselves so wrapped over somebody that they feel like there's there is no other option. nobody else there's nobody else this is this is it this is the person or else that person has beaten you down to the point to where they feel like nobody else is going to want you besides them and that they've actually settled for you wow yeah <laughs> You know, you've seen that. I've seen that before, too, where somebody has just been completely happy with their life and then they get that person into their life that will beat them down to the point to where they feel like, oh, okay, well, I should feel lucky to be with this person. And he just, you know, he's pointed out a lot a lot of flaws that I have and everything like that, but that's another form of mental abuse. Yep. Is to where... Somebody constantly wants to want, want you to feel like that the you know that that they they are the only person you need that that they put up with you mm-hmm. and that you know you should be lucky that I stuck around with you and I accepted all your faults and that's just another point to where you're gonna be in a in in a relationship that makes your hair fall out. Yep, and mm-hmm. so. I would say, you know, it, it's one of those things, like we were talking about, you have to respect yourself enough to realize these type of things. And when you get that deep into it, there's got to be a breaking point also. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would say one of the things uh, about getting out of a toxic relationship, if you're constantly chasing what you guys originally had like you said that 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 90 day period right if you're constantly chasing something that it seems like you can never catch then it's not a relationship you should be in right because you're actually you you're chasing something that never existed it was a point in time it was a feeling you had and if i had three if you're with somebody for four years and you had three good months in the beginning and you're still chasing that three months, stop chasing it. Right. You know, a relationship is is something you should build on. Yep. You know, and that's why, you know, we've brought up, you know, your first fights, how to leave, and, and everything like that is, I guess, one of the main uh, reflections you should take on your relationship. Are we building? Mm-hmm. Are we moving forward? Are we comfortable with each other? Can we be without each other and trust each other? Like, I mean, I've got to the point now, to the person I'm with right now, she told me if I told her I was cheating on her, she'd think I was lying. That's how comfortable we are with each other. Because we're transparent. And, you know, we, we've gotten to that point with each other to where we, we, we know that it's life isn't going to end if somehow you know we if somehow we weren't to get, we we weren't together you know mm-hmm. we both have value is right. what i'm trying to say right and i'm not looking to her to validate myself she's not looking to me to validate herself mm-hmm. so once you can get to that point to where you both are bringing value to the table and you're building towards something, then that's a healthy relationship. Now, if you're not building towards anything, and you're constantly, if you're constantly trying to build something, mm-hmm. 
I would say that's that's not a good way. That's not a good way to live. I agree. You know, and you're going to go through them valleys. Don't get me wrong, but if you have more down times than you do up times, you're in a toxic relationship. Hmm. Man, that was solid. <laughs> I mean. Do you, do you have anything else for our listeners right now? Uh, I think I think I covered everything I wanted to here. Excellent. I think I think I covered covered a lot a lot of the ground that I wanted to. So I would just say that if you if you are listening and you have some questions about your own relationship, you need to bring those to the table. Stop mm-hmm. holding them in. Mm-hmm. Talk to that person. Communicate with that person. Get down to the real issues. Don't sweep everything underneath the rug. Find a solution. If mm-hmm. you can't find a solution, move on. Yep. Because all you're going to do is just waste more time and waste more time and waste more time and lose more hair. Yep. You know? <laughs> so, I mean, it's just that, that's it. If there, was any, if there was any advice that I could give anybody right now, if they're tra- evaluating the relationship, is if there's something that you've been wanting to talk to your partner about or something that digs at you bring it up mm-hmm. and if you're not if you don't have a relationship where you can bring things up then you're not in a good relationship because if i wasn't making my partner happy i'd want her to tell me yeah i agree you know mm-hmm. i would you know it would it, it would break me down three years down the road if somebody then tells you, hey, for the last three years I haven't been happy. Mm-hmm. So if anybody's evaluating anything and they say that if, if you do have any of these symptoms, bring it up. Or if it is that bad, leave. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all, you know, and, and that's all there is to it. Don't let anybody establish dominance over you and make you feel like uh, you're... You're less of a person, and don't constantly chase somebody. Have somebody where you guys are equals. Have somebody that when you guys go through trials, that you guys come to a you you guys are working towards solution. You're not working towards a winner. Mm-hmm. That somebody's not trying to constantly climb the ladder and be on top of you and point something out and say, "Oh well, what about that time you did this?" You know. Mm-hmm. So it's. If there, like I said, if there's anything to take away from this, don't waste your time. Yep. Don't waste your time. Bring up the subjects that need to get brought up and kick everybody out of your life that doesn't need to be there. Alrighty. Yeah. Will Lovebirds, you just heard it from James, and I mean, I hope I hope that you got something out of that. If you've been listening so far, then you know that the Red Flags and Dating Relationships series is still going on. We got some more, you know. We got some more guests for you, and they're they're very excited to be on and share their experiences with dating and those red flags and the no-nos on dates. So, yeah, I appreciate you guys for listening, and I want to say thank you again, James, for coming on. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Like being here. And as always, guys, stay blessed, not stressed.